welcome back to the Worship Workshop. I'm Dana, and I'm here with Fred Gilbert. And it's been a while um, since we, at least since we've taped. Um, New Year, got through Christmas okay, I guess. We did. It was quiet, but it was good Christmas. Good, good. Yeah, it was, we're, our family is growing, and so we had a house full of people, and it was, it was fun. There was nothing like that at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I know it's, you know, I mean, I've got one daughter that's about to get married and, and, um, so I know that it'll change, you know, as time goes on and every year will probably look a little bit different. So, you know, but you've got four daughters, so you've got me beat by one. And seven grandchildren. Wow. And a grandchildren-in-law. I've got my, oh gosh, my oldest grandson's married now. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's Cool. cool. It's that's, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's well. Let's so let's talk about planning worship. Um, we've both we we were just talking about this sitting here in the studio. There's there's two. There's probably more than two, but there, the the two mentalities that that come to my mind when you you think about planning worship is you've got the people who. They they plan everything. They've got the order of worship. They've they've put in the time. They've got everything planned right down to the to the to the last detail. But what happens when the Holy Spirit shows up, and what happens when the Holy Spirit decides to change things in the middle? Um, and then on the other and in, in in the other corner, in your other corner, you've got the people who just say, "Well, I'm just going to let the Spirit lead, and I'm not going to plan anything, and I'm just going to." I'm just going to go with 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 whatever. Where's the balance between those two thoughts? Well, that's a good question. That, I mean, that's a really good question. If we could figure that out, it would change the whole worship world. But things are so much more complicated now than they used to be. When I first started out, before the earth cooled, uh, <laughs> the um, you know basically it was just piano and organ. And so, you, I mean, you get up there and announce a hymn, and you've got your service planned. I mean, it's it, it was not complicated at all. Of course, this was a lot smaller situation, but when you add instrumentalists, you add the orchestra, you add the choir, you add these other things, it it's, makes it more difficult to, to move in the flow. So to me, the, the key word is planning. Even in that planning session, when I'm sitting in my office and I'm I'm open to whatever the Spirit says for that service because He already knows who's going to walk through those doors. Absolutely. He, you know, He's already in charge. He, you know, our our future is a memory to Him. He's already been to that service, so He knows what that those individuals need. So in that planning session. When it's just you and the Holy Spirit, that's such an in, incredibly important time to hear from Him. Now, you're not going to get it right every time. You know, there's been times when a song would come to my heart, and I said, Oh, no, I don't want to do that song. And the Holy Spirit just kept pushing it and pushing it. And I said, You know, that song doesn't go over well sometimes, or blah, 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 blah. And, and, uh, but in the if you go ahead and, and and do and be obedient to what the how the spirit leads then when that song happens in that service and the holy spirit 
connects with that and says, I'm pleased with this, you you were obedient in planning that this particular song, then something happens in that song that that where where you know that he's there and he's 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 the conductor he's the worship leader and i'd rather you know uh, one of the churches that you and i served in they used to talk about the big preacher all the time well there's a big worship leader out there you know who knows uh what we should plan how we should plan so i think the preparation is critical in especially in this day and time in worship yeah i you know being being a tech guy as well um as a worship leader i've just seen there's just so much that can go wrong with tech and at least if you have a starting point mm-hmm. yeah you've got something that you can kind of fall back to if the tech starts to fall apart but if you don't have that that baseline yeah you've got nothing you basically have nothing to work from and everybody's just flying blind. Right. And I've been in those situations before um, where a person is trying to communicate from the stage and the guys in the back can't understand what, you know, they're, Mm -hmm. they're trying to talk quietly in their microphone or whatever. Mm -hmm. The guys in the back can't understand what they're saying. Yeah. And they get it wrong. Yeah. And then it becomes more of a distraction than anything. Yeah. But, you know, when you, like you said, I mean, you prepare, but you still, the Holy Spirit, you know, wasn't, isn't surprised by any of it. No. I, and I almost think that maybe when he throws what we would consider a curve into the service, mm-hmm. where he takes things a different direction, mm-hmm. it's not that he changed his mind. It's that it's about obedience right. at that point. Exactly. And I that's mean, exactly right. Because, you know, uh, we, we get caught up in ourselves and our own abilities. And the Lord knows those things. I, you know, it comes, one, uh, one occasion comes to mind where we were in a service and all of a sudden um, the lady playing the violin just began to to play and I'm it was heavenly yeah. and she just played and played and we took the time to do that that was a that was a move of the holy spirit but we had already planned the song the song was in the set but she just took off and it, i mean it was it was the right thing at the right time and those kind of things uh come as a result of us having a plan yeah. you know Danny, if if every band was as well trained and as as talented as you you wouldn't have to worry about that sometimes <laughs> but you don't always have that yeah. you got your seventh grade tuba player playing you know and they don't yeah yeah you know so you have to have a plan but I can't overemphasize there's there's as much of a spiritual thing in the planning as it is in the actual execution of the service. Yeah. But you know there there were times when you were in the band I just point to you and you you'd play. I mean it yeah. it was it was something that was already created in you. The Holy Spirit had already been to that place. So he and, and I mean it was 
I, I cherish those moments where he takes over and um, even out of our planning and even out of our set, he takes a moment to say, hey, I'm going to show you. Yeah. I'm going to reveal, reveal myself to you. Yeah through this music absolutely and he does and he does that and i mean like you said we've been in so many situations where those type of things happened yeah and you know i had a, I mean i had a situation in my church a couple weeks ago i mean a few weeks ago now where generally we generally do four songs mm-hmm. um i mean we're a more traditional southern baptist church but we do a lot of more contemporary music so we've got this nice blend and so we normally do four songs and then pastor gets up and he preaches and then we come back at the end and I generally pick one of the songs we've already done to kind of use for the invitation. Mm-hmm. Well, there are those times when I'll be sitting there and he'll say something, the pastor will say something in his sermon and the Holy Spirit will bring a song to my mind. Yes. And I'm kind of sitting there going, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, okay, you know, it's not. There have been other times when the song that came to my mind and I'm sitting there going, Seriously, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you seriously want me to play that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so we were, um, and and what I'll do is I'll get on my phone and I'll text everybody in the band mm-hmm. and I'll say, everybody just stay put, yeah. and I'll I'm, I've, I'll handle the invitation myself, mm-hmm. you know, because they may or may not know the song and I don't want it to turn into a big distraction thing. Mm-hmm. So we were sitting there and he was preaching and. It was literally, he's wrapping up the sermon and all of the, a the sudden it was like the Holy Spirit brought the song. It was an old Keith Green song called Make My Life a Prayer to You mm-hmm. and brought it to my mind and I was like going, really? And so I'm on my phone just scrambling, trying to text something to, the, to all the guys so everybody doesn't start to get up and walk towards the stage and I'm waving my arms going, no, sit down. <laughs> and And so I got up there and he... We, we started into the invitation and he goes, you know, just, and he, he basically gives an invitation. He stands there at the podium. I started to play, make my life a prayer to you. And all these people just started getting up and coming forward. Mm-hmm. And I'm not yeah. saying it was because of, I'm not saying it was because of the song, but I think that there is, I think you can't, ignore the obedience factor no i think you i think you have to go was it a combination of what he said and then that song mm-hmm. and the prompting of the holy spirit and something exactly. in that song that 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 registered in somebody's mind and and caused them to respond well you use two key words in that last section prompting and obedience because so often we feel like we're in control. We plan it. We do it. It's all about us. But we, we are totally open to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And obedience always unlocks the door for something else to happen. Yeah. So when we're obedient in that song, and I know that sounds spiritual or I don't know what it sounds like, but when, we, when we're obedient to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, it unlocks the door because that prompting has purpose. He, he, he prompts us for a reason. 
And there might be a person sitting out there that 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 one word or that one phrase or or that one thing, because you've been obedient, it it releases something in them to respond to the Holy Spirit. There's nothing to me. That's the joy of what we do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I and I think I think you hit a nail on the head in in that. I think there are things in the music I think there are some people that are that are there for the music, and I think there are some people that are there for the for the sermon. Mm-hmm. And I don't and I don't know that you always know who's who, right. even right. you know, because I've been in services before. You know, I the thing I love about my pastor is he doesn't. I mean, and I get it. There's there's there is something that can be said to everything tying together. Yes, oh, I yes. understand that. But there's also something to be said for. And this is what he says to me. He's like, look, if I'm following the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and you're following the Holy Spirit, I don't have to sit there and give you my, 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 my sermon notes. Right. And, and a friend of ours that, that, that we both know and love, um, a guy named Brian, who used to be at, at the church we served at. I mean, he and I, we did a midweek service um, for singles. And his attitude was the same way. He's like, you know, look, you just do your, you just do you, you just do what you're supposed to do. And you feel like the Holy Spirit's telling you, I'm going to do the same and, and he'll work it out. Yeah. And that was the thing. There were times when there were people who came and something Brian said just really registered with them. Mm -hmm. And then there were other times when there were people who came and, and there was something in the music Mm that and we hadn't coordinated anything and that was the and that's the funny thing to me is when when this person gets up and does one thing and then you get up and you know you get up and do music and then this person gets up and everything just goes totally together and it's like none of it was planned right i mean we it's not like we put our heads together and tried to manufacture some sort of thing we just both were being obedient yeah yeah that's the key and 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 like i said and even those times when the the worship and the preaching could not be further apart as far as content wise. Mm-hmm. There might still be somebody that showed up, and what what happened in the worship was something that they needed. Yeah, they they may have slept through the sermon, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, but there was something. And then other people that during worship they're sitting there twiddling their thumbs, but something that the the that the word connects with them, right? You know, right? And I just think it's all working together. But for me, you know. I th- I just think God honors preparation. I do too, I do too, because God honors excellence. Yes. God, I mean, you you look at you look at the way He designed the Old Testament temple. I mean, everything was excellent, the finest, the best. You know, everything to honor Him, everything to to bring glory to Him. When you, when you look at the, the ornaments of the of the temple, I mean, it reminded you of His majesty. You know, everything we do in our worship service must remind us of Him. Not say, boy, that's a cool chord, or that guy's, you know, playing well, or she's singing well, or I like this song, or this is, you know, it's it's all about him. It everything in that in that worship experience, there ought to be some some point in time 
that we are reminded totally of him. Absolutely. I, I've said it before on this show, on this podcast, but you know, it's been my mantra basically for years. And that is excellence doesn't need a cheerleader. No. Excellence stands on its own merits. Excellence is obvious. And, and mediocrity never draws anybody. No. Ever, 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 ever. ever. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, that's the thing that always drives me, drove me crazy in in sitting in a service or whatever, where somebody gets up and does something and it's like, you're just, you know, there's a definite cringe factor. Mm -hmm. And then somebody has to follow up behind them and just say how wonderful it was. Mm -hmm. Well, if it was so wonderful... You know, you don't have to get up there and, and tout that. Mm -hmm. It's obvious. I mean, it's plain as the nose on your face, you know. I mean, and, you know, and you're exactly right. And that's one of the things that I, I keep saying over and over at my church is we do what we do because he's worthy. That's right. That's, that's exactly 100% right. the reason we do what we do is because he's worthy. No other reason. Yeah, there's a new song that says worthy of it all. And yeah. he's worthy of it all. Yeah. You know. I mean, I think we've actually done that song before. <laughs> but um, that's that's the bottom line. I mean, that's that's the end thing right there. Well, we communicate from the stage. Um, and I use stage just, you know, out of the blue. But we, what we communicate, the people receive. Mm-hmm. If, if it's mediocrity, that's what the people receive. If it's insecurity, that's what the people receive. If it's uh, we're doing things haphazardly, that's what the people receive. And they put value on what we're doing by what they receive. I don't know if that makes sense makes at all. perfect sense. But, but we are communicating. If we're communicating joy, the people receive joy. Right. If we were, you know, if 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 we we are communicating passion, the people receive passion. But if we're communicating that we don't know what we're doing, that's exactly what they're receiving. Yeah, and that doesn't honor God at all. No, and I and I'm glad you said that because, you know, I see these things on social media all the time. You know. 27 things you're worship you're doing wrong in your worship ministry and things like that you know and but that's exactly right if you're communicating worship yes people receive worship yes. and it doesn't matter if they know the song if they no. don't know the song it doesn't it, that doesn't matter because yeah. if you're conveying if the worshipers will just worship yes if the worshipers will get up there and worship in spirit and in truth yes that you can't help, but, you know, that can't help but overtake the room. Exactly. You know, and I mean, I've been in, I've been in services before where, I mean, we, I mean, rehearsal was a worship experience. Yeah, exactly. Because we got in there and, 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 you know, in rehearsal, we would just start worshiping and you're going, you're going, okay, I can leave right now and be, and be fine, you know, but, uh, but that's, that's one of the things. And I mean, people, people talk about, well, you know, you do too many original songs, which we don't do a lot of originals. There's a, I've written a couple. Uh, there's a couple songs that I've written that we do. Um, but, you know, they talk about all this stuff. Well, A, every song was original at some point. Exactly. Even the hymns. Exactly. I mean, and, and if you just go in there and do it 
with just complete abandon to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think amazing things can happen. Uh, one of our former pastors who we love very much used to say all the time, the Holy Spirit in me connects with the Holy Spirit in you, and then you have a move of God. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that. And if, if the people are, are connecting with the Holy Spirit in you, and the Holy Spirit in them says, I agree. I, you know, I confirm that. I, you know, it, 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 it's a moment that, that can only be explained as from God. I mean, that's, that's the only way you can explain it. Exactly. Exactly. And those are precious moments. Precious, precious moments. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen, there's a worship leader that I really, uh, love listening to, I love his music and, um, and I've heard some recordings and I've heard some of the things that have, have gone on and it's because that's the thing. It's just the Holy Spirit just moves. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and, um, and it's, and when that happens, it's unmistakable. Yeah. And there's an old hymn that says all is vain if the Holy Spirit doesn't come down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I mean that's that's exact and even, you know, when I've you know, I I played for years in secular bands and and things like that as well. And it's funny because there were times when even playing in a secular situation where I thought you know, Lord, what am I doing here? Because something would happen or whatever. Somebody would say something and I'd just, it'd be kind of cringeworthy. And God would use that. Mm. I mean, use me in that situation. And I didn't see it at the time. Right. But, but then it, it was like when I'm, when I'd be standing there on the stage going, God, am I blowing my witness being here? Am I, is this where I'm supposed to be or not? And then he, Whenever that happened, he always brought people into my path mm. Mm. after after the show was over. Yeah. And the conversation and getting to share my faith and getting to share my story and and walking away and the Holy Spirit's like, that's why you're here. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about the music. It's not about what you're doing. It's not about the cringeworthy moments. It's about that. Right. It's about being able to connect with people and and you know convey my love and that's as believers that's something we've got to do whether we're in church or not oh absolutely i mean look at jesus ministry yeah yeah (laughs) i mean he he went where the people were right he ate with tax collectors which just chapped the (laughs) religious establishment you know and it just but you know, the greatest privilege a human being can know is be used of God yeah. under any circumstances. Yeah. Under any circumstances. Amen. Cool. Well, I think we're about out of time for today. But All right. um, any final thoughts? No, I just, you know, I wish I was an expert on worship. I was doing, I've been doing it for 50 years and I learned uh, at least 50 and I, I learned something new every day. But, you know, worship is just, a response of all we are to all he is and that that encompasses a lot of things and so i just encourage anybody who's leading worship or 
are serving in in a worship uh, position just depend on him just fall on your face before him and let him take control of everything you do amen we'll leave it there we'll see you all next time bye